Hello and welcome to Tradie Business School, the podcast that we talk about how to run your trades or contracting business more enjoyably, more profitably, and uh, to save you a whole lot of time. I am joined by the wonderful Barry Magliaditi today. How are you? Hey, Miranda. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, we've got a great conversation for you today, how to move staff members on you see i'm wriggling around standing up i do love talking about having these conversations with you i'll stand still but um how to move staff members on and i know this is something that uh you love to talk about what do you think would be i guess one of the the indicators or the reasons that you would even consider moving a staff member on yeah that's a fantastic place to start and i guess you know, I remember, I don't know if I read it in a book or a mentor told me at one point in time, he said, Barry, the staff members you got you got to watch out for is the B graders. And I was like, the B graders? He's like, well, you know how you have your A grader staff, they're the ones that are always kicking goals, performing very well in the company. Then you've got your C graders that are the, the ones that are very clear and evident that they're just not pulling their weight. He's like, the B graders are the ones that just do enough to fly under the radar so you don't notice that there is a performance issues. So I think the first and foremost, or something that we do within the game change and in trade business school, all my other companies, Miranda, is once a quarter, when we go through and recreate our quarterly plan, we do what we call a people analyzer. Now, I know you know what this is because you're involved in those conversations as someone in management. Essentially, it's having everybody's name down a spreadsheet on the left-hand side, top to bottom, and then across the top, you've got your company values. And at the end, you've got three other things, gets it, wants it, has capacity to do it. Hmm. And so essentially what we do is we go along each staff member and it's like, okay, how have we seen Miranda perform of this value of destructive innovation? Is she a plus, like absolutely nailed it? Is she a negative, she hasn't done it at all? Or is she a plus hmm. minus, meaning she's, she's kind of borderline? So the rating system is not one to 10. It's either a plus, it's a minus, or it's in the middle. And you do that for each of your core values. So the first and foremost, we spoke this on previous episodes, you need to have core values in place. Because core values are the thing that help you to understand whether somebody is aligned with the business or not. Yes, them hitting financial targets. Yes, them achieving their job is one element. But that should all be based on the values of the company. Mm. So I, I guess circle back, values number one. Number two, people analyzer. Plus, minus, plus, minus across each of the values. And then do they get the job? Do they actually get the role? Number two is do they want the role? Do they actually want to be doing what they're doing? And number three is, do they have capacity to be doing what they're doing as well? Mm. And we go through and analyze each of our staff and we have a grading system that lets us know, like, we just don't tolerate any negatives. So if there's a staff member that's negative, that's pretty much termination. If it's a plus minus, it will be because of conversation around performance and around how they can better align with the values. I guess I'd love to know what you want to add with this. I've, I've gone through it quite quickly. Yeah, using that people analyzer and uh, be people analyzer or people audit is another another way that I refer to it here within our program. It doesn't really matter what you call it. Essentially what you're doing is creating some criteria through which you're going to objectively look at the performance and, and the fit of your team. So often we get a feeling that maybe someone maybe a good fit or not or doing what you need them to do or not but we can get quite emotional around that 
and yeah. and then often things come in. I'm wondering if anyone listening is sort of, well, I'm just, I'm just not getting the vibe or, or I'm not really liking this person. And it's an interesting angle to come from because in many cases, yes, you could be onto something if you don't maybe sort of gel or you're not getting a good vibe or feeling with that person. What it could be also, though, is that they're just different to you. Mm. And that's not a bad thing always. It's not always a bad thing. It just may be that the way that they operate and think is different. But just to think about that for a moment, we always we do want people that are different to us in our business because then we get a wider breadth of thinking. We see things from different angles. But you know, we can probably circle back to that if if we need to. But to think about objectively looking at the values, as you touched on, is so important. It's how we roll in in, in our business and having those in place and knowing what behaviours you would see for that particular role that's being filled in the business that are aligned with that, with those values. And it may be, we do find this sometimes that within some of the values that you don't always expect everyone to always live uh, all of the values really strongly every time, but you want them to be uh, within reach for them. At the forefront, I guess, if we look at the topic, you know, how to move stuff in business, mm. I guess there's two parts here. You know, first is how to know when it's time to move a staff member on. And the second is how do you actually go around that process? And what I'd like to do in the next 10 minutes is to cover both. If we take it back for a second, start from the scratch. You know, chapter three in my book, The Path of Freedom, I talk about values. And what stops a lot of companies putting vision, mission, values in place, as we spoke about before, is they can't see where the financial return is. They can't see the immediate gratification. Values act as the compass that let us as business owners and as employees, as team members, know whether we're on track or off track to achieve our objective. Yes, we have KPIs in place, we have numbers, but that's not what drives someone. What drives someone is a sense of belonging. What drives someone is a sense of emotion. That's where the values come in. Mm-hmm. So the company first and foremost must have clear values, right? That when you look at it, it's like, okay, if my company, if everyone in my company aligns to these values, are we achieving our objective? Are we the type of company, are we the DNA that will allow us to, to achieve that outcome? Mm. Those values have to be tied and winded to everything you do. There's a fantastic book that my friend Darius wrote called The Core Values Equation. The bright pink book, I highly recommend it, teaches you how to elicit your values, how to make them alive in your company, even more in depth than what I talk about the path of freedom. But if we have those values, once a quarter, we can do the people analyzer, which I'll quickly just share the screen uh, for any of you that are watching this to be able to see what it looks like. You've got names top to bottom and left-hand side. Across the top, you've got your three to five core values. Then you have gets it, wants it, and has capacity to do it. And you simply go through and rate each team member. You have your team rate you. And if they're anything but a plus, it's a conversation. Now, you might have a tolerance of a negative in your business. For us, it's like we won't allow any negatives. If someone gets negative in one of those core values, it's a conversation to, to realign them to their next opportunity in life, which is not working for the game change of trading business school. Hmm. If they get negative and gets it, wants it or capacity, they might still stay on as employee, but there might be a conversation around how we can realign their role to be something that's more aligned with their inspirations and aspirations, right? So we need the values in place. We need a regular time that we check in to align team members. And it's not like, man, this guy just keeps on showing up late. Right? We have that quarterly time to review, but when they are showing up late, the conversation is not, Miranda, you're showing up late again. Like, get your shit together. Mm. It's, Miranda, how is you showing up late in the morning aligning with uh, the outcome, the core value of invested in outcomes? 
right? Because if we're invested in outcomes as a team, we'd be supporting one another to move the business forwards. And you constantly showing up later showing me that you're not aligned with something we're doing here. There is there is a conflict of interest. You know, and adding to what you're saying is that there's no surprises. These feedback conversations are super easy. So it's not about the individual as such, it's around their behavior and how it supports the business. It's not necessarily a surprise because they're aware of the values and they're aware of how they're expected to show up. So the feedback is based on uh, the gap between the expectation and the values and and their actual current behaviours. And you're doing that all you know regularly, but having that structure in place, setting it up to do it quarterly. We'll record a podcast episode purely on the values because they're wound in everything. Like they are a fantastic tool for for managing performance within staff. They're also a fantastic tool that give your staff permission to spend money on behalf of the company, of how you hire people, of how you treat your customers. Like they are honestly one of the fundamental core pieces of DNA that operates a great business. And so I want to do them justice and chat a lot more in depth. But Mm. the purpose of this podcast episode, just understand that you have to have values. Your employees need to understand what the values are. And when someone's doing something wrong, it's not punishing them or reprimanding them for doing something wrong because that's personal. And that's when a whole bunch of their total triggers and everything else gets brought to the service. It's a conversation around their, their behavior against the core values of the company, right? That's what sets your team members up to win, but it's also what sets up to have a much different conversation when it comes to moving a staff member on, firing them and so forth. Now, this took me a long time to understand because in the beginning, I had to have these awkward conversations of firing people that were very emotional for me, for them. Many times it left us never having conversations ever again in the future. Even team members have been with me for a while. I had to fire my brother at one stage. Like, man, it was something that took me a long time to learn. Hmm. At the moment that I had the values in place and I started using them, it was a different conversation because Miranda, you'd come in and be like, Miranda, hey, look, I'm noticing over the past few weeks or past few months that there's some things that are happening within your behavior and the way that you're showing up at work that aren't aligned with the values. We've had a number of conversations and to be completely honest, I haven't seen a lot of improvement. And I'm curious to know from you, Miranda, like how has the way you've been showing up, how does that align with the values? So rather than becoming a personal conversation of like, like this is not working, see you later, which is taken on board from the employee as I'm not good enough, right? I'm not good enough. I don't belong as a core part of their identity. It's like, Miranda, do you actually enjoy your job? Mm. Like, are you enjoying working for Trading Business School? Do you enjoy what we get to do? Like, do you enjoy the role that you're playing here? Or, you know, is there something going on at home that I'm not aware about? Like, what is causing this misalignment to your behaviours and to the values? And like you've already mentioned in previous conversations, you are aware that there's some behavioural issues. Yeah, the energy is totally different. It's curious and it's open so that you're inviting an answer. You know, the contrast of that would be, you know, the conversation would, hey, you know, you are not doing A, B, C, D, or you've done this, which comes from an attacking energy, which then immediately will bring up a, a defensive energy in the other person. And those conversations, and I, and maybe anyone listening right now is like, yeah, I've had those conversations, the attack and defense, because people naturally will go into defend and protect. It's a very common human behavior pattern. So if we're bringing those open conversations, it's a different type of conversation. What typically happens next? Well, it's not personal. A few things, mm-hmm. I guess. When you have the vision, mission, values, you have a common law common belief, common principles, right? It's a third party or a third entity 
in the business between you and them. So understanding psychology, right, and human behavior is that when you're having a conversation, anyone, your partner, your kids, your employees, it's like, Miranda, you are not doing a good enough job. That's fucking personal, Mm. right? And that's taken personally. And that excludes any opportunity that, Miranda, you might be going through a separation. You might be going through issues with your child at home. You might be going through a whole, your best friend could have died, Mm. right? We don't get an opportunity to air that stuff because you're being attacked, Whereas when, when there's a conversation around, okay, we have these values, I'm noticing you're not showing up, are you aware of that? Like, are you aware that there's, there's, there's a gap between what you're doing in business, what we stand for, and the result we're getting, right? Now, when you nail this process, when you nail this process, those conversations never become a conversation of like, you've got to go. I can think of the last half a dozen conversations I've had with my employees, now ex-employees, And every single one of them has gone, you know what? You're right, Barry. This is not what I want to be doing. This is not allowing me to be my best. And I'm like, great. How can I support you in transitioning to a new role in a different company that allows that? I've written reference letters. I've rang contacts. I've rang our clients to find jobs for my employees. And I'm still friends with many of them. Because, again, it's not personal. It's like I want to support you in doing your best. And I hope you want that for me too. And right now this is not it. It's an entirely different conversation. Hugely different. And I think this is one of the things is is so many people get afraid of having these conversations and put it off for way too long. The damage to your your culture, the morale of your other staff uh, and your bottom line are huge as as you sit in that zone of I'm scared of this conversation. That you know, listening to this today is yes, get your values in order. Very, very important. There is a very real there are many real benefits to it. And as Barry said, we'll talk about it further. But then I mean having that structure in place and then having that conversation from that very different energy, guarantee the conversation will be different. Fundamentally is like they're a human being. Like imagine, imagine you're speaking to yourself, right? Just imagine that 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 is a representation of you on the other side of the desk and you're speaking to you. Take some time to get in their world. Take some time to understand what they're going through and take some time to explore whether or not the business is the right fit for them, if not where else is, right? Whilst honouring your own boundaries and honouring the fact that you are running a company that involves risk, that you have X amount of other employees to look after, X amount of clients to look after. That, that's the fundamental. But you don't need to be a pick, prick about it, right? You can do it in a way that really allows them to take a step up and step out. And that's one thing I've always honoured about my dad is I've met so many people that my dad has let go of in his role and everyone's like, man, your dad's a hard ass, but he changed my life, right? Even after he's let them go because he took the time to actually give a shit about them. Right, so fundamentally, whether you get the people analyze the process correct, whether you get the values right, give a shit about them enough to want to help them out whilst honoring yourself. Too many people will sit on things for too long because they're worried potentially about hurting somebody else or worried about that is is another whole conversation but uh, just recognize that you're in business you're business you're not a charity and there are some decisions that sometimes have to be made there is a a good way a kind way that you can have these conversations and bringing the human being element and rather than looking at things people have done always know that there will be a core reason for it and get curious about that but also put the structures in place Miranda, as you know, like I've had staff that I've let go and moved on that have asked me to partner in the next venture. 
mm. and I'm still shareholders in their business. Yeah. You know, that's the option you have when you actually care about someone mm. to, to support and help them out enough when it comes to this. So, look, there is so much we can chat about in this, but I trust that's been a, enough to really flip the paradigm and the coin of how you've maybe been handling these conversations in the past. And the last thing I'll say is that I look back, most people, when I finally, you know, had that conversation, they've moved on, I realised that it was three to six months too late, right? Mm. And also understand that that three to six months is costing you money. It is costing you productivity. It's potentially costing you culture and stress, but it's also costing them because they would be feeling that there's a gap. They would be feeling that there's something that's not quite right. So don't be afraid to have the conversation and have clarity around boundaries of when that that line has got to be drawn in the sand. I trust we got bad at this episode, Miranda. Thank you so much. And I uh, look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Thanks, Barry. See you soon, everyone. Oh,